And now may I present one of the most charming and talented members of Hollywood's younger generation, soon to be seen in The Wizard of Oz, MGM singing sensation Miss Judy Garland. It was like a breath of spring I heard a robin sing About her nest set apart All nature seemed to be In perfect harmony Sing when the strings Are Hey, Judy fans, this is Mindy. Thanks for listening to another episode of Old Time Radio. Next up in our series featuring Judy Garland is her appearance on The Bing Crosby Show. This one aired March 14th, 1951, and due to its proximity to St. Patrick's Day, this one has a lot of Irish flair. I love the Irish songs where you're rattling off three dozen Irish names and this one's, I think, called the Irish Parade song, but Bing, uh, Bing brings the Irish look to this one. It's so much fun. They always have so much joy, these songs that they they always do in honor of St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> and uh, then you're going to have kind of this Western theme, this skit that they do that's pretty much in the same technique of gender reversing kind of Western stories like they did the show prior with the the detective stories. I think the detective was a little more effective. I thought it was a little tighter writing and just delivered really well. And here it's still fun. It's still great. It's just um, not as not as precise as the one before. But the the thing I really enjoyed the most was uh, Judy gets completely incapacitated with giggling. She I don't know what happened that we can't see but something completely derails her and she is done it is everything is making her laugh it even in the singing she's somehow getting really great results through her laughing and I I've said it before but like the Carol Burnett breaking character laughing I always love that I love it when Judy does it too because her giggling is really cute and I, I've read many interviews and comments people have made that worked with her that said once she starts laughing everyone's done because it's infectious it was she just had such a a bubbly quality to her when she was happy like that and something else I really enjoyed and it's pretty much similar as far as you know the the energy she's bringing is her singing when she's not laughing is phenomenal she you can tell she is preparing for her big trip to London to sing at the Palladium. You can tell she is well practiced. She's confident. She's happy. She's free from MGM. She's reinventing herself. It is really beautiful to hear. And we'll hear her several times on Bing's show. He has her four straight weeks. I think we're on week two of that stretch. All of it is leading up to her going into her concert series overseas all of it was designed by Bing to reintroduce her to her audience and bring them back together again, build up her confidence, remind them of this extraordinary talent that they fell in love with and kind of overcome the the bad headlines of her suicide attempt and her getting fired by MGM and all of the the personal dark things that kind of took her down and put her in a different frame of mind and people's kind of collective idea of her. And yeah, he completely shattered that. And you, you hear this 
and I've heard the ones coming up after this, you hear that confidence, that swagger building. She sounds like you expect her to sound in those concert years. It's really fantastic singing. The next few episodes are just awesome. Every time she makes it through without dissolving into giggles, but that's still special in its own way too. So yeah, really fun, a lot of energy. I think this is just a fun, fun series. I'm so glad Bing decided to do this and have her on just week after week and <laughs> let us hear her building up, building up for that concert series. So very Irishy, very giggly, very happy, bubbly. You can't get much better than this. It's the Bing Crosby show starring Judy Garland from March 14th, 1951. For you, what every smoker wants. Mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. By Chesterfield, Chesterfield, the one that proves its case. Yes, Chesterfields are milder, milder plus no aftertaste. Oh ho, open a pack and give them a sniff. Then you'll smoke them. Someone waits for me. This is Ken Carpenter welcoming you to the main Crosby show for Chesterfield, produced and transcribed in Hollywood with John Scott Trotter and his orchestra, Judd Collins with the mayors and Bing's guests, Miss Judy Garland and Jack Pepper. Ladies and gentlemen, in just three days, St. Patrick's Day will be here. Right you are, Ken, and in just three seconds, I'll be singing a brand new Irish tune entitled... St. Patrick's Day Parade. Oh, that'll be fine. Bing, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny. Huh. I, I never remember seeing a St. Patrick's Day Parade out here in Hollywood. Well, didn't you know, Ken? We hold the parade the day after. The day after? Yeah, by that time, we're all able to march home from Pat O'Brien's house. <laughs> Leaving a body. Oh, what a party. <laughs> <laughs> How big a gang does Pat entertain on St. Patrick's Day? Oh, it usually runs from about ten to 12,000 people. <laughs> 10,000? Uh-huh. It must be pretty crowded. Never, never crowded, Ken. You see... The number of people streaming in the front door is equalized by the number of people flying out the back door. They come and they go. Yeah, but uh, they don't know whether they're coming or going. <laughs> so like no, I'm a, kidding. Quite a party. <laughs> it is. In fact, Ken, it's the only group of its size that's been turned down by the Blue Cross Hospital plan. <laughs> we'll take it. That's a shame. We'll not, we'll, not, we'll not dick it with them at all. I wish there was a green cross outfit now. They'd yeah, play ball with us. Well, yeah. Anyhow, Ken, it's a wonderful day, and if the rhythm mares are ready, we'll gather in and lead off with uh, St. Patrick's Day Parade here. John? I'll be marching along in the big parade on St. Patrick's Day. I'll be up to me neck and shamrocks as I march along the way. I'll swing me old shillelagh as I wave to each colleen. I'll tilt me ear the better to hear the wearing of the green. Oh, the Kelly's from Killarney, the Murphy's from Kildare. The Hallahans and Callahans who came from County Clare. There'll be folks from Nero Dublin all the way to County Cork. Ah, they'll be marching in the big parade right here in old New York. Oh, the mayor will be in the big parade, strutting high and grand. And behind them will march a thousand cops who come from Ireland. Those beautiful songs of Aaron, the band will play them all. We'll march along while singing a song, the harp of Paris Hall. Those sons and daughters of Erin, a hundred thousand strong, will be singing the songs of Ireland as they march along. 
Their eyes will shine with laughter, their hearts will all be gay When the Irish all turn out to celebrate St. Patrick's Day We'll be marching along in a big parade on St. Patrick's Day Not for all of the tea in Dublin would I ever stay away I'll trip the light fantastic and how proud I'm gonna feel the band will play, go witch go away, and good old Irish reel. There'll be Cooney, Mulrooney, and Mickey O'Dowd, cutting up capers and quasing the crowd. Hogan and Brogan will kick up their heels, singing and dancing the jigs and the reels. Connells, O'Donnells, and Larry O'Toole, Maloney, Mahoney, and Lefty O'Doole, dibble the man, happy as they on St. Patrick's Day. I'll be marching along in the big parade, a twinkle in me eye. We'll be proud as a thousand peacocks with our heads up in the sky. I'll be there, you can bet you, when the band begins to play. And, and the, the Irish all turn out to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. On behalf of the millions of Chesterfield smokers all over America, I'd like to say, very well done. Well, thank you, Ken, but don't you think it's possible that one or two of our listeners who don't smoke Chesterfields might also have been titillated by our last endeavor? Possibly. Let's not be bitter or petty about this. Oh, I'm not <laughs> everyone. We might well, I've got have. something special for them. Right. It's the proof of Chesterfield's mildness. Mm -hmm. A statement from Mr. Cadwell Adams of Angier, North Carolina. He writes, I've been a tobacco grower for 15 years. When I judge tobacco for its mild smoking qualities, I smell it. If it smells milder, I know it will smoke milder. When I apply that same test to cigarettes, I find that Chesterfield is the one that smells milder and smokes milder. That's why I smoke Chesterfield. Mr. Adams is just one of more than a thousand prominent tobacco growers who have proved that Chesterfields are milder. All right, Ken, now let's get on, on huh? On with the show? No, no, on with the proof that Chesterfields leave no unpleasant aftertaste. That fact, you know, has been confirmed by the country's first and only cigarette taste panel, who reported Chesterfield is the only cigarette in which members of the panel found no unpleasant aftertaste. And there you have the reasons why Chesterfield gives you more for your money. Remember, Chesterfield gives you mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. Here's a new song written, incidentally, right on this show by two of our associates, John Trotter and Tom Adair. Any town is Paris when you're young In any sky a dreamer's moon is hung Every love's the one love that you swear you'll never leave And the gypsy spell of spring Is yours to weave All the world is magic When you're young Every song's the sweetest ever sung Every street is lover's lane 
Where wishing stars are strung And any town is Paris When you're young You swear you'll never leave And the gypsy spell of string is yours to me All the world is magic when you're young Every song's the sweetest ever sung Every street is lover's lane Where wishing stars are strung Yes, any town is Paris When you're young Thank you Thank you very much And now, ladies and gentlemen Miss Judy Garland Bing. Hi, Judy. I just got the news. They tell me you're shoving off for Europe in a week yep, or so. Is yep, that I'm, I'm off to London. I'm going to play the Palladium. Mm. I'm really excited about it. Oh, I... well, now, don't get jittery about that, Judy. You'll be a smash. You'll be a positive smash. Why, well, wouldn't surprise me one bit if you were invited to do a command performance and you were presented to the king and the queen. Oh, golly, you think so? Sure. You may even be presented to Danny Kaye. <laughs> Better than that, I might get to meet Douglas Fairbanks, Jr. Oh, that's too much. Can't expect everything, Judy. <laughs> Not that you don't deserve it. You've worked hard and everything, but... <laughs> Judy, you love working at the Palladium. Those English audiences are just crazy about American performers. Dorothy Lamour was terrific there. Jimmy Durante was a sensation. Burns and Allen, a riot. And Bob Hope was absolutely mediocre. <laughs> Now, wait a minute Just made it <laughs> Bing, Bob was terrific over there I know, I just didn't want to say so well, Anyhow, Judy, what kind of song are you going to do over there? What kind of material you got? Oh, I'm, I'm going to do some old ones, some new ones, you Mix know Mix them up mm -hmm. Well, you got a sample handy? Well, here's one of the old ones When you're smiling That's a pretty one Okay I like that All right <laughs> When you're smiling when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you. When you're laughing, when you're laughing, the sun comes shining through. But when you're crying, you 
on the rain So stop your sighing Be happy again Keep on smiling When you're smiling The whole world smiles with you When you're smiling When you're smiling The whole world smiles at you When you're laughing, when you're laughing, the sun comes shining through. But when you're crying, you bring on the rain, so stop that sighing. Electric, Judy. I tell you something just like they say about the movies now. Garland is better than ever. Well, thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Bing. You know, you're always so nice to me when I'm a guest here. You're always so polite and considerate and thoughtful. Well, Judy, my compliments are based upon your always great performance. And as far as being polite and considerate, I just have to be. Why? Well, if I'm not, my mother will take the hairbrush to me. <laughs> <laughs> you mean she'd spank you? Well, she ain't gonna brush the burrs out of my curls. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh. Well, this, sort of, <laughs> this sort of brings us back to what we were talking about on the show last week. You know, it's the ladies who really run things. Ain't it the truth? Yeah. Like we said, yeah, these gals are causing all the excitement in the entertainment world these days. <laughs> Faye Emerson and Tallulah and Betty Davis and Gloria. Why, gosh, last Wednesday you even showed us how a girl could be a cynical, hard-boiled private eye like Sam Spade. Well, that's nothing. I wouldn't be surprised if before long there'll be a lady hop-along Cassidy. Now, just a minute, gal That's going a bit too far Oh, yeah? Yeah Let me tell you something, Crosby This here town ain't big enough for the two of us You better smile when you say that, partner Oh, no, you don't <laughs> You all right? Why do they have to have such a loud gun? Why can't you have a nice little gun? That's the biggest gun Bill Hart didn't have a gun that big Oh, you got me. <laughs> At length. Oh, oh, my. That's a delayed take. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a dumb, dumb bullet. <laughs> Didn't take right away. Dumb, dumb. Go ahead. You got me, kid. <laughs> oh, quit whimpering. I only winged you. Now get up on your horse, Crosby, and if you ain't out of these parts by sundown, yes. you'll be back in the hospital to have some lead removed. <laughs> 
Well, Judy, I give up. You certainly convinced me. I'm sorry I had to use my shooting iron, Crow. Well, that's all right. You're supposing, Judy, though, you, you did become a lady hop along, Cassidy. What would you call yourself? Bounce along, Garland. <laughs> Bounce along, Garland, huh? That two gun, red blooded heroine of the old West. That's me. Would I be in error if I now told the folks that we're slipping into a little Western dramatic sketch? Well, not at all. That's a far and square thing to well, do. Well, we're gone then. <laughs> We now present our Western drama entitled <laughs> Or <laughs> I hope that engagement is over <laughs> Take your arsenal and, and take it on the Arthur <laughs> Our scene is the little cow town of Calf, Wyoming where Bounce Along Garland has just been appointed sheriff, a gang of desperados who've been terrorizing the town have just burned down the new schoolhouse. And as our scene opens, we find Bounce Along talking things over with the attractive young school teacher from the East. The school teacher speaks. Oh, Miss Bounce Along, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's just wonderful to have a brave, strong woman like you here at a time like this. Well, here... Take my band down and dry your tears. I can't stand to see a man cry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh. <laughs> that was longer than between the bullets. What? Now, now, tell me. What do you want to know? Were all of the children out of the schoolhouse when them varmints set it afire? I'll say. The children were helping them varmints burn it. <laughs> oh. But why should those terrible men burn down the schoolhouse? Because they don't want book learning to come to this town. Black Jack Pepper's ahead of this gang. Black Jack Pepper? Mm. Mm. Isn't he that crooked... Isn't he that crooked gambler who runs that awful gambling house? Well, he ain't running a lingerie shop. <laughs> That's lingerie. I wouldn't know. I don't wear them. Catch me putting on any of them fancy duds. Uh, well, any town is Paris when you do. You know, school teacher? Yeah? When I, <laughs> when I see a nice, clean-cut, sweet-smelling man like you, it kind of takes my mind off of Black Jack Pepper and all them varmints. You kind of make me feel like I'm more of a girl than a sheriff. Well, a girl should feel more like a girl than a sheriff. <laughs> Gee. Oh, thank you, school teacher, but I gotta go now. I'm a-heading for Black Jack's gambling joint. Huh? That varmint's gonna be behind bars before sundown. Can I go with you? Okay. Hop up here in the saddle with me. Whoa, whoa! Well, here we are, school teacher. That ride wasn't too rough for you, was it? Well, I guess I'm okay, bounce along, but I sure could do with a shot I had a call. <laughs> Come on now. Pull yourself together. We gotta sneak in there and take Black Jack by surprise. I'm right behind you, Sheriff. All right. All right, Blackjack, reach! <laughs> now, um, why did you burn down the schoolhouse? It was plain business, Sheriff. With them kids busy in school all day, they wasn't here playing my slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't no excuse. I feel like a cad, Sheriff. Look out, Bounce Along, he's reaching for his gun. I got the drop on you, Bounce Along. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Blackjack. I know how we can settle this far and square. How? Let the school teacher count up to three. 
When he gets to three, we'll each draw our guns and fire. That's far and square. All right, start counting, school teacher. A one, a two. <laughs> Why, bounce along, you shot him too soon. I did? You were supposed to wait until I counted up to three. Well, school teacher, one and two is three, ain't it? Ha <laughs> ha! way of figuring, Bounce Along, but your arithmetic still isn't too good. You better drop by my house tonight for a little night school. But I hate arithmetic. We may never get to it. <laughs> All right, Pepper, up on your feet. I'm arresting you for running a gambling joint. You ain't got no evidence. <laughs> this boy sounds like Senator LeBlanc. <laughs> None of your alibis I'm taking you over to the jailhouse And putting you in the hot seat I'd burn down the jailhouse Well, the seat's still hot <laughs> Oh, gone, I'm giving up gambling You want to give her up, huh? Yeah, I'm going to give it up It's caused me lots of trouble And I never did no good at it anyhow Are you really going to give up gambling, Blackjack? Am I? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to stop my gambling now Been gambling all my life I've got to be a man somehow Or lose my home and wife By law she'll get the children too And take them back to her kin The biggest curse in the universe is that old gambling sin. Stop your gambling, stop your gambling, stop your gambling now. The only money that brings happiness you earn by the sweat of your brow. You've lost on every game of chance. You never missed a one You lost your shirt, your coat and pants And brother, that ain't fun From a chuck luck to slot machines The cards and horse racing too You're mooching pennies for daily means That's why I say to you Stop your gambling now The only money that brings happiness Earned by the sweat of your crowd I'm shocked at your tomfoolery You get so darn low down You haunt some stolen jewelry And now you're jailhouse bound The only one who believes in you is your old possum house. Stop your gambling, stop your gambling, stop your gambling now. The only money that brings happiness, you
sit out in the lobby. You can drop your dice and brass knuckles in the basket as you pass out. Wonderful, wonderful thing. And Judy and Jack, and now that you've settled the gambling problem, don't you think we should tip the people off to a sure thing? Good old Chesterfield. I'm willing to go along. I'm willing to bounce along. I'm willing to gab along. Well, it seems far and square. Start selling gab along. Well, folks, we've already told you that Chesterfield has mildness, plus no unpleasant aftertaste, and we've backed up that proof of mildness with signed statements from over a thousand tobacco growers. And right now, Bing, I'd like to talk about the distinguished men and women making up the country's first and only cigarette taste panel, the ones who prove Chesterfields leave no unpleasant aftertaste. Just listen to who they are. For more than 25 years, food and flavor research has been carried out actively by the group to which the cigarette taste panel belongs. This group is composed of men and women who've been scientifically trained to be taste testers. Nearly all of them are members of scientific and technical societies, and many of them are authors of technical papers. These are the distinguished men and women who reported Chesterfield as the only cigarette in which they found no unpleasant aftertaste. Now there it is, friends, proof that Chesterfield has for you what every smoker wants, mildness plus no unpleasant aftertaste. So always buy Chesterfields. They satisfy by Chesterfield, Chesterfield, the one that proves its case. Yes, Chesterfields are milder, milder, plus no aftertaste. So ho, open a pack and give them a sniff. Then you'll smoke them. But a slave to you If I had everything I'd still be a slave to you If I rule the night Stars and moon so bright Still I'd turn for light to you If the world to me bowed, yet humbly I'd plead to you. If my friends were a crowd, I'd turn in my need to you. If I ruled the earth, what would life be worth? If I hadn't the right to you If I ruled the earth what would life be worth if I hadn't the right to you? Bobby Guy on the cornet and trumpet. 
And Rhythm is doing the Pennsylvanians at the end there. But that's our closer. And thanks to Jack Pepper and Judy Garland for joining up with us tonight. Oh, it was a lot of fun, Bing. Who's going to be with you next week? Why don't you come back next week? Oh, you talk me in. Good, good. <laughs> also, we'll have with us Les Paul, the tricky man with the guitar, and his wife, Mary Ford. Oh, Friends, I'd like to say a word about something very important to us all in this time of national emergency. The fact that we're in a state of emergency means that we're past the stage when we can stand with our fingers crossed hoping that nothing's going to happen. Putting off what has to be done. I'm speaking of the job of the American Red Cross, and here's what that job is. It's providing for instant use tremendous amounts of blood and blood plasma. It's training at least 20 millions in first aid and hundreds of thousands more as nurses' aides and in home nursing skills. It's in recruiting and training more than a half a million additional volunteers to aid local defense units as well as active expanding Red Cross services, maintaining and strengthening its services for our armed forces and veterans. Now, we all know what the Red Cross has done in the past, especially in emergencies, and we know it's doing an even greater job now. So for the defense and the protection of your family, your community, and the nation, let's help the Red Cross mobilize the force of mercy by giving generously to the 1951 Red Cross Fund. I thank you. Bing Crosby Show, presented by Chesterfield, was produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Bill Morrow and Murdo McKenzie. Tune in next week and hear Bing and his guests, Miss Judy Garland and Les Paul and Mary Ford.